0: Welcome to the Games We Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of games. So you don't have to do it for yourselves. Uh, we know you're already weighed down emotionally, mentally. We're going to do it for you. I'm your host, I'm Jeffrey okay. Grubb. Well, yeah, that's why you're helping me out. We can do this for other people. Oh, okay. Just, you're okay. Uh, I'm okay. Mike, I don't know if you know this. No one else is okay. It's just the two of us. We're the last two.
1: I don't think you're that okay. I think it's just me, to be honest.
0: I, you know what? I'm losing it. I'll
1: be, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, let's, be, it's, it's let's all, be truthful here. It's I'm almost losing it. out of there. <laughs> yeah, all right.
0: it's somewhere over there. I'm grasping at it, but um, yeah, so Mike, you've already said hello. I think we can say what we're yes. going to do today. Um, we're going to go over the news. There's not a ton. E3 is about to happen, so things have sort of slowed down. Speaking of slowing down, we have sort of run out of games that we've been playing as well, just because we've been busy. Um, but we are going to be talking a little bit more about E3. We've already wrapped up. Each of our individual preview shows, if you are wondering kind of what our thoughts are on Nintendo, Sony, Activision, we did a show for each of those. You can go back and find those in the podcast feed this week. We're going to maybe do a few final thoughts, just kind of wrap up some loose ends. But we're also going to talk about our top five memories from from E3 or we're going to determine our top five E3 moments. And I think this is going to be mostly like the weird and awkward stuff more than the games. But who knows? Who knows what's going to get in there? Um, lastly, we are also going to read some of your NES memories and give away those controllers. Uh, I don't know if we're going to an- announce the winners on the show, but we'll notify the winners maybe through email or through Twitter, depending on how you got a hold of us. Um, so yeah, I also want to thank everyone for, uh, you know, joining us. You can get more of us on gamesbeat.com, email the podcast games plus That's the plus sign. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, there's an audio version you get it on any podcast catcher or whatever it is. Um, finally write the show on iTunes. So Mike, you have not been no. playing anything. Is there kind of,
1: well, I've been playing things. No, but it's I guess like, nothing new. I, I, more like, overwatch, more near automata. I've been playing, uh, Disney adventures in the magic kingdom on the NES. Cause I, you know, there's some retro game shopping. I almost bought a <laughs> turbo graphic uh, 16. the store had one for 120 bucks. I talked myself out of it, but someday
0: you're kind of, are you on the fence just cause the price is too high and, or what?
1: I mean, the price is right for what it is. I just, yeah, I don't know if I wanted to get it right now. If if they had some of the better games for it there, I would have. But like the games they had, like you know, I I real quick was like, what are the best games on the Turbo Graphics? Like best, you know, ten or whatever. And none of they didn't have any of those ones. So I was like, I actually had a Turbo Graphics sixteen when I was little, and I have no idea what happened to it. It's been gone a while, which is a shame because you know, it's basically like. This weird other 16 bit system, right? Right. Like, it's like, it's not, qu- not quite a. I mean, it's better than the Jaguar. Jaguar was also kind of like that, even though the Jaguar was 64 bit. Yeah. Right? The- <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, I was you know, I still playing Super then. Pitfall.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it still so, the exact same yeah. shit. Um, that happened to to me. Uh, the uh, disappearing console with not my we ha- I have the Intellivision still, the Intellivision that like plugs in to an Atari right. or whatever, maybe Cleco. I can't remember. Um, but I don't have the base unit, so it's kind of this useless add-on. Uh, it's mm. kind of like a the first 32x. Um, so I, I, yeah, I know how that feels. I'm. I'm also thinking about maybe starting to build up my retro gaming it's collection fun, again. I, it's you. It's you fun. do seem like you're having fun. You, you are the it's reason. You keep talking about it. It does seem exciting.
1: And I, it's I super keep... fun just to put these things. It's it's so different than to like actually literally put a Nintendo NES cartridge into an NES, right? And like play it, every single time. It's like magic. It's like I can't believe this still works. <laughs> like <laughs> you can still just play those games.
0: I keep finding myself pricing CRT monitors uh, on like Craigslist and stuff. Not like the like just the TVs like the really high quality ones. But I'm almost like at the same time I'm almost like I maybe I want those uh, fuzzy pixels more than anything. More than yeah, that's what I I just like pixels.
1: I mean you know because I mean you moose like you don't have as many like resources, but like I have all these people here. I'm just like hey, who has a crappy TV? They want (laughs) to get rid of like five people. Like please take it. Yeah. All right. Good. I was set. But, I mean, yeah, there is, like, communities. Like, like I, the coolest thing is the uh, sw- the AV cable switchers, right? So, you can just plug mm-hmm. all of them into that thing. So, it's, like, pushing this button. I'm playing NES, SNES, you know. Does it have a stuff. remote control?
0: You
1: know, or, or do you do I guess it's all, everything's
0: wired. Nah, so, you're nah. sitting right there anyhow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, also, I also asked them when I was at this game store out of curiosity. I have Panzer Dragoon Saga. I asked them how much they would give me for it. They offered $460. Whoa. Nice. So I wait, this is
0: the yet. offer from the store. Mm-hmm.
1: It's wow. probably worth a little more, than, yeah. It's, and this is without the case; it's just discs.
0: Man, that is kind of nuts.
1: Yeah, but uh, can't get, can't, can't, can't get rid of that one. Also, no one, no, please, yeah. no one rob me.
0: <laughs> so Mike's address it's again me, is. I swear. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I've I've even played much either. I played some arms again. We talked about it a little bit before. Uh, you know, arms
1: grew on me a little bit more since last week. On last week. Me. I was a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was like a. Li- I was a down on it, but I was a little skeptical. Same. It was like, and I'm like liking it more. It's like the more I play, I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is pretty fun. I
0: I think a big part of it is that there is that that depth there, and you could see it on the first weekend uh, of playing it online or whatever, but once you actually start to embrace it and understand it, it really gets it, it's hooks into you and you're just like, okay, I could, I could have won that match. And I understand how now a lot of times it was, um, you know, at first I didn't understand how you were charging up punches. And I finally just like looked at the tips real quick, came back and I'm like, okay, so now I'm understanding that, you you know, you either jump and hold or dodge and hold to power up your punches. And then you can freeze people and then do the grab and do all this other stuff. And once you start, piling all that stuff together it really does like i said it gets its hooks into you and i'm i think last weekend after the first test punch i was like okay i'm not gonna buy this and now this weekend i'm like okay i'm gonna buy it
1: the interesting thing is that this is kind of almost what capcom wants to do right like like they talk about how they kind of hate that like a big barrier to entry is like special moves right like down forward Mm -hmm. punch fireball and stuff like that and that's kind of find a way to put – and they kind of deal with Smash Bros. Like put the complexities in other areas instead of right. like these – you know, memorizing these inputs for, for things. Yeah,
0: so, Pe- Yeah, that's fine. I think people that, that – the purists get really mad no matter what. No matter how you explain that. I think well, no what. They get mad at that kind of stuff. But it has I, mean, I, I get it to it I get
1: it to a point like it's too – I think it's too late to do that to Street Fighter. Yes. Or, right. I don't yes. think you can suddenly take you can't take a game with, with with Ryu in it and say no more fireball punches. Right. That's I, that's a that's a tough sell.
0: Yeah, I okay. I don't yeah, I would never want to take the technical skill away from them. Um or from like Quake players where it's all about your precision with a mouse uh and, and aiming like that. But the games that kind of come up alongside those that have put the skills into different areas and make it more of a mind game, um they there's they're always sort of, you know, they dismiss those. And I'm like, yeah, you just gotta, I think you're putting too much effort into the mouse and kind of not realizing that there's these other games here, these other mind games you sure. could be playing. Um, but yeah, the other, the other thing I've been playing is, is really nothing. Cause my PC, I ripped it apart. Um, I've been wanting to upgrade my CPU, uh, not just for like personal reasons, but I also want to, I was going to benchmark a 1080 tie and it was coming up against some serious bottlenecking with the CPU I had before. So I took out the motherboard, got a new motherboard, I uh, had a huge adventure today going back to Micro Center because the motherboard I bought on Sunday was a Z170, which isn't compatible with an i7-700K, like, out of the box. You have to update the BIOS, but the BIOS wasn't updated, and it was this whole thing. So I, like, was in Micro Center day saying, hey, can I borrow a screwdriver? And I took it apart in their store and put it back together, and, yeah, it was a whole thing.
1: Man, a lot of that may as well have been clinging on to me. <laughs> I, I-
0: I'm getting, a, you know, this PC gaming channel editor gig I, I have now. So, right? It's really starting to fall into yeah. place for me. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: it was so fun. That's, a, that's why I think I'd be the console game editor or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Keep, somebody else puts those things in there for me.
0: <laughs> keep me away from that stuff. Yeah. I'm always afraid that the static, the static electricity is going to cause some damage, but I, I have never done that, at least not as far as I can tell. Um, but it's what? one of those why things that I'm stati- always paranoid.
1: What? Is that it's always thing?
0: like, they always say that, like, it, it's uh, like a microscopic amount of, of static electricity. Like normally if it's, if it's a big static shock, you feel it on your finger and it's like, ow, like yeah. in the winter time, you go to hit the door handle. Apparently oh. there's like always like static electricity building up and you don't necessarily feel it or notice it at all, but it's enough to damage PC components. Uh, especially if you're like, if you're like wearing socks on carpet and working on a PC that can do enough damage. It's why you're supposed to like wear this like wrist strap that grounds you to a metal piece on the, on the, uh, PC and I don't I don't have that so I kind of have to like keep one of my arms against the metal piece the entire time while I'm working on it it's a whole thing all right yeah
1: Yeah. it sounds like a whole thing yeah
0: you know you're right someone could have just told me that as a joke to make me look stupid while I'm working on it but uh I'm doing it it sounds like a funny joke yeah I have no idea (laughs) okay Mike we should just hop into the news uh again there's not there's not as much as previous weeks uh there's still some some kind of interesting stories um, let's start with this first one. Kerbal Space Program was acquired by Take Two Interactive. Uh, have you ever played KSP, Kerbal.
1: Yeah, actually, when it was like pretty alpha E or mm-hmm. baby or something, I played a little bit, but nothing, nothing hardcore. Now this is interesting because the guys who made this are working at Valve now, right?
0: Yeah, so the like the guy, the, the people that like were really responsible for making Kerbal left a while ago under accusations of the developer or the studio that kind of ran this development team, not paying them, uh, kind of running it as a uh, kind of like a sweatshop almost, a development sweatshop where they were using a lot of free fan labor. And then those that fan labor became a full-time gig where they weren't getting compensated and stuff like that. A lot of those reports haven't been fully corroborated, corroborated sure. uh, but there's enough there. And the development team definitely seemed very um, – you know, spiteful when they left. So they, they, they got out of there and they moved on a while ago and there, there, but there has been a team working on the game since. Uh, and I think it just hasn't had the same, uh, characteristics in, in the updates where people are very excited about each update because that original team left. So take two probably got it for a pretty good deal. Cause squad squad, the team, the company that made it probably realized that they had maybe screwed the pooch a little bit and just wanted to get some money back in the end. I, I'm interested in, in Take Two's reasoning beyond it maybe being a good deal. It's, um, I mean, they, you know, it's the company that runs Rockstar and NBA 2K, and they got like Civ and some strategy games and from Firaxis. Yeah,
1: it does seem kind of like a random acquisition, doesn't it? Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a good game. I really like Kerbal, but it just it's hard to put my mind in the mindset of Take Two to figure out what they're thinking here. Well,
1: I don't um, know.
0: Yeah, well, I was hoping you would, Mike. That's why I paused. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, I was well, just letting you. you
1: know. I, I was preempting a silence there that I felt was coming where you waited for me to like tell you why, and I was like, mm. I, I got nothing.
0: What good are you? All right, Mike. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online details so. announced. Now, you definitely understand why Nintendo does everything it does. That's why I come to you. <laughs> yeah, You're they a make con- a lot of sense. Would, yeah, they make a lot of sense. Like,
1: That's why okay. you plug your... <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. What, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the like the, the software, like online networking side, or the physical act of using a headset with a Nintendo Switch?
1: I just understood they, the The big thing here seems to be, to me, well, why is this a phone app and not just a, a Switch app? And they do not seem interested in answering that or giving a single reason why it's a benefit. And I'm beginning to wonder if there is one. Besides, they're like, ah, <laughs> oh, people have smartphones.
0: I I don't think there is a benefit. I think it's a matter of well, I think it's a benefit to Nintendo they, maybe they have to do a little less work. They don't have to worry about like CPU and RAM overhead of a an app running in the background mm-hmm. of their of their kind of underpowered console, uh, so they could devote all that to gaming. That must
1: be a lot of it. That must I, be. I a, think that's. Probably I can't a, think of any other reason why except for that.
0: Yeah, and but it's still like, I mean just put a dedicated I don't
1: know man the Xbox 360 had groups and stuff you know right. I mean how much how much ram is that taking No exactly some voice chat servers going. I mean Discord can do it
0: right I'm yeah like... And it's like I wish it would just like it would just have apps small apps that could run in the background so I could listen to mp3s and you know just like let Discord you know release an app for the switch like that would be awesome um if you don't want to do it yourself at least But, okay, so let's kind of get into the details here. So the the big issue is, if you haven't seen it, there is this insane diagram of how the official Splatoon 2 headset from HORI, a peripheral manufacturer, is going to work. You like that word, HORI? Goddamn it, Mike. Like I was saying, so in this diagram, there is the Nintendo Switch, and from the Nintendo Switch, there's a cord coming out of it going into this adapter that looks like a squid, purposefully. Um, From the squid... There is a line going to your smartphone, and then from like the other side of the squid, there's a line going to the headset. And you're supposed to have all of this on you when you play Splatoon 2 to talk to friends online using the app on the phone. Um, that's really dumb. It's really complicated, but it also it sounds like, like a mess. It raises questions about how Splatoon 2 could. Even work because this this cord this this cord system, so it's going to have to run from the switch, the physical switch itself. Uh, there is no audio output on the like the Pro Controller or the Joy Cons. So if you want to play with like motion controls on the TV, are you going to be able to talk with your friends? Because are or, or are you going to have to like run a cord across the room, or sit really close to the TV? Because how long is this cord? Uh, like?
1: I don't know. I assume that they expect you if you're on the couch to just. Play with the TV audio on and just only have that connected onto your phone,
0: yeah. yeah right? I think so, totally, uh,
1: which will you know muddle the uh <laughs> TV audio. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't know, it's it's weird. Uh, I, I, again, it's one of these things where it's like they do themselves a disservice by like instead of just having like a thing come out saying this is everything you need to know about this, they come out with just like a little bit of info and it makes everybody kind of confused and mm-hmm. mad. I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, you know, jumping to the next thing, there's the classic games thing. Um, they named three games for NES games. Kataka asked them like, is it only NES games or SNES games coming? They're like, oh, we're considering it. I'm like, okay. Right. And then they're like, it, it, and it's also like, they changed it from what they originally said. It's not just like, you know, it's, it sounds like it's not like Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus where it's these games that are out each month, it's going to be like a, a selection of games that are always available as long as you're, but again, they're just not very clear on it right, what it means. And right
0: now it's just three games. It's 20 bucks a year, which is good. So to play online, and the price is fine to play online. It's $20 a year. And then as a bonus, you get that this collection of games that is going to be, you know, who knows? sounds like NES games with online edit, like modes added on uh, after the fact um, you're right. The problem here is that we're just not sure what this means beyond any of these like really scant details. Um, if they begin adding Super Nintendo games, that's cool. Like it, we don't really know for sure if these games are, if it's like a matter of you keeping the games, but you don't you have to download them that month or if they are literally just always there, like a Netflix with only three games at a time. And if that's the case, how often are they gonna add new games? Um, yeah, it's just a lot of questions. That Nintendo doesn't answer until maybe E three, and even then, I'm sure they will introduce something new that's yeah. just as confusing. Well, it's
1: not coming till 2018. Is what yeah, they that's the
0: other thing; they delayed it.
1: Yeah, Which they delayed it, and then they even they, like. But it's weird because they say like in summer, like a, a, presumably with Splatoon two, like a version of it's coming. Like the app is coming right. with the voice chat and the groups. I'm like, well, what else is there to the app besides voice chatting in groups? And they're like, we don't know. They never said, and we know there's more to the service. But not to the app. Yeah, this could be com- this could be confusing to Nintendo's audience more so in a way than it was confusing for the Xbox. Although a lot of kids do have you know Xbox Live or PlayStation, so I don't know. Maybe this isn't going to be that strange of a concept to them anymore. People are used to p- subscriptions. For- no, to I know, but those now. those
0: started like at the very beginning though. Like the PlayStation Four and the Xbox sure. One, you knew from from day one. It's just weird that it's going to change. Um,
1: yeah, it's no, more difficult. No, the, whole, the timing of this is all very odd.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a much more difficult thing to pull off. Um, okay, the, let's uh, let's move on to some of these other ones. These aren't as big news stories that we're going to have to really spend a lot of time on. First, just uh, this game, Rhyme, came out. It had the de, de novo uh, anti tampering, basically anti piracy technology built into it, which is like this like algorithm that's really hard to crack. It takes a while from for hackers to get into it. Some games come out and they they're never cracked. Um, this game was cracked in five days. And when the person cracked it, they claimed that the DeNuvo software was causing slowdown and stuttering in the game itself. Um, I don't, I don't think that's actually the case. I think that was probably just kind of uh, the developer kind of speaking out of the, or the, uh, the hacker kind of uh, trying to make DeNuvo look bad. Uh, DeNuvo has come out and said, no, that's not true. It's actually not happening. Uh, and DeNuvo has been in a bunch of games. So we can look back and see that for the most part, it hasn't affected anything. But, yeah, it's interesting that this stuff's starting to get cracked quicker, which is, uh, I remember stories coming out maybe a year ago saying Du Novo might never be cracked. Um,
1: yeah, no, so much for that. Yep. It always gets cracked.
0: Yep, it always, in the end, it always gets cracked. Uh, so, yeah, Sonic Mania. It is coming out oh. August 15th for $20. That's, uh, I think that's, that's a good price. Pretty pretty soon and a good price. Um, do you Have they announced the price for Sonic Forces? Is that the 3D game's name?
1: No, but that'll be... Probably full price game, if not that, fifty dollars. But it'll probably be full price. I mean, it's, it's, it's full on. It's Why on. is
0: this only twenty dollars then? If that's a full price game, is it? Is this gonna? Does this? Is this gonna be like smaller? Is it just because it has old? It, graphics? I think
1: it's gonna be a little smaller. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, it's a digital thingy. It is cheaper than I would have expected. Um, but I don't know. I think part of it is they really want people to yeah. uh, play this also. But who knows? I mean, you always want people to play all your games. So I'm not they so they just, sure. They had a lot of meetings and arguing and. You know, this is the price point. It's Maybe they just feel bad me. that
0: they're, like, reusing assets or something, but I don't think they should feel
1: well, well, part of it, like, I don't know, because uh, they're not really reusing assets as rough. When well, you see this game right. in motion, no, yeah, like, the amount of, yeah, I know what you mean. And, like, they, I know they say, like, half of it's old levels, half of it's new, but even the old levels have been spruced up so nicely and have, like, different zones and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's because this is, like, a budget title necessarily, right? I mean, you know, something like Shovel Knight costs probably 20 bucks, right? And that's a very meaty game. It's just 2D. Sometimes you can only sell these 2D pixelated games for so much money, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, all right, finally, Steam Direct fee is $100 per game. So if you're a developer, they're getting, getting rid of green Light. You don't have to try to make that work anymore. And that, that got expensive. Now you pay Valve $100. You can put your game on Steam. And once you make $1,000, you get that $100 back. Uh, I think that's, I I, I like this. I think it's a pretty good idea. Mike, are you one of these people that's like very upset about how many games are on Steam?
1: I don't know if upset's the word. Um, Like, I get it. I definitely kind of miss the old Steam. Right. Where it did kind of feel like. A prestige store, in a way, right? Like it's, it almost kind of felt like it's something with on Steam. It was probably good, and I get that it kind of became so big that it just couldn't be that way anymore. You know, right. like it just wasn't fair for a person to not be able to put their game on Steam at their certain point. And the whole, I think the Steam Greenlight thing never really worked out anyway. No, so yeah. you may as well do this. Did you fine. ever
0: vote in Greenlight? I voted like maybe like two or three. Yeah, times maybe two early. or
1: three oh. times very early on. I was like, oh yeah, sure. Then after I was like, oh, who cares? I don't know whatever
0: yep well i i think it's a pretty good deal um i'm not too worried about it people i mean i i know what you're saying i miss that old steam too uh at this point though yeah it's like there's just too many games and it's just not fair um if you can't get on there and just let the let the market decide or whatever so yeah okay uh what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go into a break and when we come back we are going to be talking about our nes memories Uh, Actually, your guys' NES memories. Me and Mike might have a few as well. We're going to do our E3 preview wrap-up, and then the top five best moments from past E3s. All right, Mike. Let's say a person wants to make a video game. I know it's a crazy thought. I know that's something we never actually want to see anyone do with their lives. But if they were to make that choice, what do you think they should do?
1: I think they should listen to what our sponsor has to say.
0: And that sponsor is Intel with software.intel.com slash gamedev. They want to help you out. Uh, They got plenty of resources to uh, help you kind of realize your gaming vision. They at at this website, software.intel.com slash gamedev. uh, They provide you with helpful services, information about how to get the most from your ideas and to put those ideas into action and to, you know, self-realize, become a real human boy. Does that sound wow. good, Mike?
1: That sounds fantastic.
0: It sounds fantastical. Not just
1: fantastic. Fantastical. Okay. You know, if you insist. And
0: we're back from that break. Um, if you are just joining us on Facebook, we actually didn't even... Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to hit the go live button right now. There we go. Um, okay, yeah, we're back. So, Mike, I think the first thing we're going to do here is is read some NES memories. So, a few episodes sure. ago, we invited some people, uh, anyone listening, to send in their favorite Nintendo memories for a chance to win a wireless... Uh, nes classic controller Uh, we're giving away five of these things Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to read a handful and then we're going to pick the winners and let you guys know via email and twitter direct messaging so mike why don't you go ahead and start
1: well i like this one from joe rhino r-i-n-o i'm assuming that's pronounced rhino because it's the most fun that way if it's not, he should like tell everybody it's pronounced that way. No, Rhino is way cooler. Uh but yeah, he said my favorite memory is playing Kirby Dreamland, being Nightmare at the end. Best music ever, awesome game. You know what? Kirby Dreamland was great on the NES. And that did have like an oddly awesome final boss. Fight. Kirby games have pretty good, like, final boss fights in general, which is strange. You wouldn't necessarily expect it from that series, yeah. but but there it is. But yeah, I remember that being like incredibly epic. It was one of the first like video game bad guy heel face turns because like, you fight King Dedede just like you did in Kirby's Dream Land and at the time this was the first sequel to Dreamland. so you fight King Dedede and then at the end like the bigger threat comes and King Dedede has to like help you out it's, it's like you know it's like going down then like oh Batman kind of like in Mario RPG when like you knew like the threat felt much more like important because Bowser was helping you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh Bowser's helping Something I think that must be happening here
0: God, I, I really love that moment. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew H. Mason uh, obtain potion on Twitter. He said, uh, "My fondest memory is playing my cousin's new NES with my bro long after he and his friends went to play something else. Zelda Two is my bay." Uh, that's I. My memories with the NES really revolve around my family and my brothers. I remember um, we would play Punch-Out, and by play Punch-Out, I mean, we would play the game, but then we would play this other game where my brother would pretend to be all the villain Punch-Out enemies, and I would be Little oh, Mac. Like oh,
1: Yeah, and he would or be like, he's Nintendo like, Nintendo one? Back. Uh, yeah,
0: Punch-Out. no, there's Soda Pominsky's in the NES one as well. Uh, but yeah he would totally be like Soda Popinski and, and and Bald Bull and all those guys and he'd be like on his knees cuz he's like 10 years older than me uh sort of like bouncing at me coming to swing and then I'd uh you know I'd you know, try to get him get a punch in there and it was it was a really good time it's one of those memories that really sticks out um yeah I and, you know so I totally feel for uh Matt like like really enjoying playing with his brother and Zelda Two a game that you know not quite my bay but uh I yeah I started to
1: like it. finally go play through that one because I played through pretty much all the Zeldas at this point but not that one so I feel like I need yeah to, it's
0: one I haven't beaten either and I just I'm for the starting to of feel it. guilty about it
1: right I mean even though nobody really judges you, no one's ever like oh you didn't beat Zelda Two no yeah I'm I'm, some people
0: some people say it is but yeah, yeah. go ahead.
1: Mamma Mia, at Silent Blue, 1978 on Twitter said, I remember watching my bro playing Legend of Zelda 1. We're talking about here. Used to take notes on everything like a total nerd. I can beat it now in under three hours. Very fancy. Zelda, yeah, that, Zelda 1. Like I play a lot of NES myself, but Zelda 1 was definitely a watch my brother play it game. Same. Yeah, and it was yeah. always fun. It, it, it used to be just as much fun, honestly. Back, especially back then, because... You, it was impossible to talk over anything like it is now with story-based games, you mm-hmm. know. So you just watch somebody. You're kind of all contributing. It was kind of a different thing. It was fun.
0: Yeah, it was. And we didn't have like the vocabulary for underst- understanding how to uh, beat a lot of these games,
1: or even We're like talking de- about frame. How per- they work. We didn't have frame perfect tricks.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was a it was a fun time to be figuring everything out collectively as a group, all sitting in front of the in front of the TV on the couch or on the floor. Uh, is how I used to play it. Um, I, I think uh, so yeah if we got a couple of these um, we're gonna pick five we're gonna let you guys know thanks again for writing in um, and you know absolutely if you have any other memories or anything like this that you guys want to let us know about again that that email address is games plus podcast adventurebeat.com so yes all right Mike next uh, we should probably do our kind of just last minute e3 thoughts maybe things that didn't fit into the company specific profiles and previews we've done so far mm-hmm. um i think I, I want to start maybe the like the pc gaming show um there's some stuff happening why? there
1: what's happening I,
0: here? well
1: i convince okay. you why i should care about this thing because i no, i
0: see okay no way i don't know i don't know <laughs> if you should care i don't want i don't put, don't put that shit on me well, i don't want, to, be I want to talk about it I know because I I just feel like I want to understand like this is like the third or fourth year maybe they've done this, and I understand like you know PC gamer runs it and they have financial reasons for wanting to do it, um, but the companies that keep showing up and paying for it, um, like I think Microsoft this year is one of them. Like, what are they going to be getting out of it? Is this going to get, get enough something. I they, 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 That's what, That's what I'm wondering. Um,
1: I mean, clearly none not, of them are taking a risk of like unveiling anything super important at this thing. It's just another venue they're showing yeah, something that show something that they're showing somewhere else. They're showing maybe something different of it or, or what have you. Maybe there's a couple of lessons here or there, but I, I don't know. It's Whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I just wonder if that PC gaming audience actually really would care about anything at the show. But um, maybe they do. Um, I, I Microsoft is the key one there though I'm, I'm wondering how they are going to continue to shape their, their messaging around how they are approaching Windows and Windows Gaming um, especially as Scorpio comes out um, you know they've done the play anywhere thing and it's worked so far I think it's definitely uh, they're
1: just preparing themselves when they just only make PC games again
0: yeah maybe I mean no,
1: that's cynical I'm just joking a little <laughs> yeah, a I, little. yeah. I, I don't think
0: that's <laughs> realistic but it may be maybe they're thinking about that as a possibility who knows um, are there any other things that you would want to wrap up about E3 that we haven't talked about?
1: It's not just that I'm looking forward to it; it'll be fun, especially this year. So many, games, so many like games I played that have been so good. I'm really kind of looking forward to things now. I feel like this generation's yeah, I mean, really hit its stride, you have the intrigue of like what's Nintendo showing with the Switch, right. which right now, it's based you know tomorrow, I have I feel like they're they're announcing some kind of Pokemon thing tomorrow, and logically you would expect it to be pokemon star for the switch because if it isn't or something disappointing yeah right well that's that, that's why that's why it should be star because i mean obviously nintendo was more than you know uh capable of doing something just stupid but it's like well if you're gonna make like this announcement ahead of e3 and make a deal out of it you gotta know people are kind of expecting this one thing and that if it's anything but that it's gonna be kind of a crap show but i think it's that and it's going to be a i think big it's that deal. too if it is it's gonna yeah. be a real and big deal.
0: That'll be a game I want to actually try at E3. I, we haven't really spoken about this. Um, like, are there things that you know are going to be at E3 that you're excited to go finally get Mario your hands on? Mario Odyssey,
1: yeah. number one. Gotta yep. play it. Gotta play my Mario Odyssey. Um, if God of the New God of War is playable, really want to play that. And I, I I feel sure. like it will be. But well, it's hard to say because Sony, for those real big games, sometimes they do re- like just having those stage events for them, uh, like those little theater experiences. I guess I should say.
0: Yeah, but I think I mean if God of War is coming out soon, like I mean, they ha- they do have games that are playable as well. They do have those big theater things, but those are those theater things are for the games that are a year or two off. Like God of War was that last year. Um, That's true. But so so was was Horizon Zero Dawn just a theater experience as well? Maybe it was.
1: Maybe it was playable inside like the uh, little press area we were in. So okay, that's right. That's say. I
0: remember that now. They had like very special sessions, oh, but it I wasn't on just the main floor. Sneak into the press
1: area with you to play it,
0: between us. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll get in there. We'll try to see if there's anything uh, that we want to have to tell tell everyone about on the podcast next week. Um, I think yeah, Mario number one for me as well. I mean, it's oh, yeah. just it's just hard to kind of get around that as a thing that I have to get out of the way early on, so I know what that game is, know what it feels like, um, and then I can maybe focus on some other stuff um tr- yeah i i want microsoft to surprise me with something that i want to play right now i don't know if there's any reason to kind of go to the booth um, it's
1: uh, i mean got, it's got you know we, we, we i mean we really uh real th- pretty hard on them the podcast, you know, but it's like we still just don't know I, I i'm curious to try crackdown 3 i am which i yeah, assume is see, going
0: to be see, playable see if thieves especially playing a lot of uh pub with uh discord on and and communicating with people i'm starting to lean into that type of gaming more than i thought i would and see if thieves is definitely that kind of experience where everyone's going to be communicating and working together uh so i want to see how that game is coming along so that's definitely one i will want to try um but yeah crackdown three in that it's just i, I want something a, a tier above those i want something like that mm. is microsoft's god of war or mario or last of us 2 but who knows um yeah, and at Sony, got to worry, right? Uh, beyond that, I could take I mean, that if Spider-Man and...
1: games playable, be cool. Yes, the that, that would be definitely. Cool. Uh, there, there'll be things, but mm-hmm. yeah, Mario, Mario's like, when I mean, you ask me a question, Mario's definitely the first one that comes
0: to mind. Yeah, for sure. I guess I will want to see, I will want to like peek over someone's shoulder to see like what the Scorpio looks like and sure, if it makes sure. a difference, but I don't know. I just don't expect it to make a huge difference just walking down the hallway. If it does, that'll be a, a win for Microsoft. Um, any other final thoughts about this year's coming up E3?
1: Um, No, not really. Just let's let's do it. Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's get I'm ready let's for get it. to it already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, to remind everyone real quick, we're going to try to do podcasts a lot next week, uh, maybe at the end of each night. We'll see how it goes, uh, but just kind of keep an eye on this feed. Keep an eye on uh, facebook.com slash venture or twitch.com slash GamesBeat. Uh, we'll be live streaming to, to him when we can. And uh, we'll try to have some interviews, maybe some guests on. We'll see how it goes. Uh, no promises. I like to under promise and actually still fail to fail to deliver. So, all right, Mike, let's, let's get into this last little bit. This last little fun thing. Let's try to figure out the top five moments of E3's past.
1: Um, Now is this our personal experience Or is this just like the best moments from E3 ever
0: I want to say that you could do both But maybe it should be a Uh, kind of a thing That people at least understand why we're choosing it But if you have a personal moment That uh, you think is worthy of being on this list Like uh, let's hear it
1: Well there's the time that they had the Smash Brothers 4 For Wii U at E3 And you can only get a shirt if you beat everybody And I like beat everybody all the time Because I'm real good at Smash Brothers That was (laughs) pretty up there in the annals of history
0: anal. gross gross yeah i uh yeah i that probably is not gonna make the top five but i mean that is interesting and there's definitely always cool moments like that where you can um mm-hmm. you know pick out your personal triumphs at e3 um didn't you also like meet like sonic and drink blue margaritas with him or something some oh god that? the is first per- two e3s i went to triumph
1: like i'm not really that into e3 parties because usually I'm, I'm very tired by the end of that yes. night totally covering yeah. games and it, But if it's, like, a theme party, and, you know, me, Mr. Disney World, I love theme stuff. Like, the first year I went, it was, like, Pac-Man's birthday. That was awesome. Then the second year was Sonic the Hedgehog's birthday party. And it was, like, they had, like, that band there, Crush 42 or whatever, that, like, sings all the ridiculous Sonic songs from the games. They had, like, people with bad costumes put on a little Sonic play. They had Sonic (laughs) Teenies drink. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. But it was just, like, the, you know, come to this company's party, and there's drinks, you know. It's like, I mean, if they're gonna have
0: a party, I want it to be like that. I don't yeah, want, it I want just to just be ridiculous. like, yeah, be ridiculous. Theme parties are a good idea at E3. Oh, just yeah. a regular party where it's like, oh, you're schmoozing and drinking, drinking yeah. beer, uh, or like, and then they
1: they'll like invite all these like pretty people. Like, how do these pretty people get in here? Yeah, I don't exactly. Know about this. Are, besides us? Obviously. Here?
0: Yeah, no, gorgeous, but yeah, other yeah. gorgeous people. We were invited. What
1: they?
0: Yeah, I got a, it's right here on my phone. Um, okay so instead let's talk about maybe some bigger moments that people watching at home might remember um, and I it, this is it might the, the list might be a little ironic uh, it might be a lot ironic oh actually, my God. Like, I know
1: what my favorite thing is just Sony 2006 yeah like what
0: were, what were some of the highlights of Sony 2006
1: um I mean there's like that one there's that video which is like the one minute moment but there's Ridge racer Ridge racer right yeah uh-huh. yeah that you had the very long uh uh, that game was that game called Genji? That's strange now because there's that character called Genji.
0: Yeah, I think it was. There was definitely a game called Genji.
1: Yeah, it was called Genji. That's so, I, for, I never put them together. Yeah, Genji two. <laughs> they were talking about Genji two for a while, and it had a lot of time for a game that like no one played Genji one really that I knew. And it was like here's Genji two and PlayStation three, and we're looking at it a lot. And the guy made a very big deal about the fact you could like change weapons with the press of a button which, you know, was not, deal. then, you know, the infamous, I think it's like, he's talking about how it's based off of historical Japanese battles, but then like a giant enemy crab. Comes. Right. <laughs> he, he uses that phrase giant enemy crab. And then you have to like, you know, flip it and, over and attack it's weak point for massive damage. Ah, oh, it's all good.
0: And that giant enemy crab, like the delivery of that, of like those three words was good right. on its own, but in the context of it being a historical Japanese battles, uh, it was even all the more ridiculous. Right.
1: Like the in, in the edited video, the hard cut, when you talk about the historical battles, and here's a giant enemy crab. It is good. And Then you had the, uh, oh, my God, the, the motion. Remember the motion controllers what they show off the six axes and with, yes. warf, with Warframe, or not Warframe, whatever that one was called, the ship game. Oh, my God. Everything's real bad. There's, they show that Africa game for a bit. And it was, like, a really long press conference. Oh, man, so like yeah, two hours. Yeah, Africa. Remember Africa? I remember yeah, Luke totally Smith. Forgot. Yeah, forgot. Luke Smith making fun of Africa on one of yours, and it was, like, the funniest thing I had ever heard at the time. It was great. Um, but uh, way funnier than me. <sighs> God. <laughs> um, I, I
0: feel like I'm going to try to, like, play this uh this 2006 video just because it is so good. Let me see if I can uh, get it.
1: Can get the audio of it. And the message was clear. PlayStation 3 is not an incremental upgrade to our previous platforms, but is truly designed to advance our vision for computer entertainment today. <laughs> it requires huge financial investment, 599 US dollars. All right. But we must take risks to reach the rewards. <laughs> Just yeah, showing a lot of, of boring images of Gran Turismo there.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not about cutting corners to rush a product to market. Whoops. And we're certainly not interested in <laughs> Phil, today we have the Eye of Judgment. You see, I place a, a card into the screen, onto the screen here. AR, Eye man! toy. AR! toy. And we're certainly not interested <laughs> in gimmicks. Right. Gimmicks. So you can position this next to your TV screen uh, and see for yourself what is coming up behind you.
1: And we're certainly not interested in conventional thinking. Uh, you, <laughs> is
0: it Ash? Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's, it's... It's like, yeah, it's like, the yeah, there it is, yeah. That's it's Genji like a 5 You gotta day. play
1: Genji 2. Okay, okay,
0: Genji 2, yes, all right. <laughs> which is based on Japanese history.
1: The essence of the PlayStation DNA is <laughs> real change. Come back to The it.
0: Um, stages of the game will also be based on famous battles, which took, actually took place in ancient Japan. So and then this giant
1: enemy. <laughs> as we gear up for the November launch. All right. All right. I just wanted to hear it's, giant enemy crab. Yeah,
0: it's really good in the video, too, because, like, it, it, you're, uh, you're right. In the edited one, it goes from that line about the historical battles to a giant enemy crab jumping out from this cove or whatever. There
1: were giant uh, enemy crab jokes in games for a long time. So, yeah, that's, like, it was actually horrible to watch at the time. I was like, "What's yeah. happening?" But man, they
0: really up always up. are very like. <laughs> it, it's a little bit easier maybe nowadays with Twitter and like being able to snark on this stuff. But still, it's always a bit agonizing to watch the awkward stuff. Um, there there was one that maybe is still a little bit agonizing. Uh, like Miyamoto trying to do the motion controls.
1: Oh, and
0: they failed oh, on them. Oh, I, like,
1: yeah. I and think I, a lot I think it it was, the we never showed very well on stage. Well, OK, so I, OK, so here's what we're going to do. Uh,
0: we're definitely just putting all of Sony in 2006 on this list as like a collective package, sure. like on this top five list. But for the motion control things, should, I think we should probably choose between Miyamoto uh, failing to get that to work. And I apparently he went backstage and like yelled at a bunch of people after it happened. But we don't know if that's going to happen. And that doesn't really play into it too much. Um, or Robbie Drums and Wii Music.
1: Man, I remember the Wii Music more.
0: Yeah, I think at least probably the Wii the was a
1: hit after that happened. Wii Music, I feel like never recovered. Yeah, and that,
0: that, and like just like the whole presentation of that, of just cutting to this man with this huge like spiky hair and just waving the thing. Yeah. Like that's still, that's still like one of my favorite gifs when I see Robbie drums just doing this. <laughs>
1: just doing that. The, looking yeah, stupid, and yeah, looking stupid it looks so bad. Hell. And that
0: game was yeah, that game was very not
1: uh, good. What about Mr. Coffee? Um,
0: uh, Mr. Caffeine,
1: Caffeine, my oh my mistake! I Love think that. you're going to get his name right. God damn it! <laughs> okay, dad. wait.
0: Okay, so I think I have a video of Mr. Caffeine. I'm gonna let's let's see. Let's just roll the dice and see what happens.
1: <laughs> you had this ready, so yeah. I knew Oh no, there's an ad. All right, hang on.
0: that's going to come uh-huh. to die in a second. All right. what, who was Back Mr. Then, K- movies looked like this, oh. and mu- thank you. And music looked like this. Okay, he's like just showing like random pictures. But do you remember like every time he would do like a a, a flashback? Yeah, the Wayne's World
1: thing. Oh
0: my god! That's free tiger blood right there.
1: Oh, he's making Charlie Sheen well, jokes. Oh, no. yeah. I guess I now know where not to take the kids on vacation this year. Hey, uh. come
0: over and play my Wii. We should connect. And thanks to the Sony Move, here, hold my Joy Wand. Yes, I'm not afraid of a few dick jokes. Thank you. More more uh, of gaming is, is it hurts. sharing. Now, much of the time, it's the kind of sharing. He was uh, okay. So, for people that don't remember Mr. Caffeine, he was Ubisoft's on-stage presenter several years ago, tw- like 2011. Um, he was super bad. He's—I guess—he's like some com- comedian and presenter, like who does this professionally. And Ubisoft, being the the French geniuses that they are, like let's have this guy come up on stage. He'll be a real He's big a hit with everybody. And he just was the worst. Every joke was was dumb. Uh, it, they were a lot of dick jokes for real, but like everything he said was just the worst. Um, and yeah, the Wayne's World thing. I he did that like like twenty times. It was so stupid because apparently they were doing like some flashback to like old Ubisoft. They're like, oh, this is Ubisoft's birthday, so we're gonna keep. Uh, we're gonna keep flashing back, and he did it every time. He was not afraid to repeat jokes. Um, no, so, weird, but
1: like, uh, you want to like I'm trying to find out where this guy came from. When you you Google Mr. Caffeine, oh the yeah. only thing that comes up is him at E3. Like,
0: yep. It, at this point, it's yeah. It's been um, his SEO has been ruined by Ubisoft press conferences. Ubisoft's gotten a lot better since him, but he was definitely their low point. I think. By far. Yeah, they always
1: had some weird conferences for a while.
0: However, it is, like, a really high point in terms of, like, train wrecks. I I, I don't know if there are a lot of conferences worse than this one, uh, specifically because of him. So I think for now we should probably just, like, keep it in mind for the list. Um, yeah. uh, how, how about you? What, what, are, what other things stick out from E3's past? Well,
1: I mean, not, I'm thinking more positive things now, but...
0: Yeah, same here. Yeah, like...
1: Uh, my favorite moment was, even though like it's not my favorite Zelda now, and even though I liked Wind Waker a lot, after they had that big unveiling of um, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, and like it ended with Shiggy. It's still how you always picture Shiggy, right? Coming out in, like that black jacket with that green mushroom shirt with the Hyrule sh- uh, with the Hyrule shield and the Master mm-hmm. Sword posing. Like that is like the like just like that is the like Shiggy moment, right? And like I always think totally. that as like triumph. It was basically like, yeah, we know this is going to be good. Whatever. He's just going to... He basically just went out there to strike a victory pose. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. I, there wasn't... Yeah, there wasn't a lot of other stuff like to that. It was just him coming out saying, yeah, go ahead and share me. You guys have always been asking for it. And it, yeah, it was really nice to much was. Ha- have that moment. Um,
1: and it was kind of it was kind of a turning point in terms of, like, Nintendo embracing his celebrity a bit, right? Yes. He wasn't really that visible. He wasn't that visible of a person back then. He was a bit as far as game creators go. But this is kind of you know, before widespread streaming and a lot of this stuff. So it was kind of like a really big, almost wink to the audience. Like, wow, here's Shiggy just like hamming it up completely for you. And we loved it.
0: Yes. I Okay, I have a 27-second video that's going to nail my next one. I'm just going to play it.
1: Let's do we, uh, what we call a body check on somebody. Oh, so today no. I think we'll do it with Reggie. Hi. My
0: body, ready,
1: my
0: body is ready. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> there it is. Uh, there it is. That
1: was famous, Reggie. Yeah, it's a, not he just my body is ready, show. but Reggie.
0: Yeah, like Reggie a, as a whole. Like I, I think just like Nintendo uh, coming. I, I don't know. If, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was a long time ago now. Where Nintendo press conferences had been kind of boring, and Reggie came out. and was like, I'm about kicking asses and taking names. And it's lame now, and they've memefied it. And made it a thing. And it's maybe a bit played out now, but yeah, I still think I can't
1: get enough of it still. I love it. I,
0: I, I'm still very much pro Reggie. Uh, anything think, sort of yeah. anything, anytime he's on the videos or anything like that, I really enjoy it still. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I can appreciate people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm over it. Okay. That's fine. I, I'm not, I'm still into it. And I, I think that like, it's just cause his personality really is kind of like what it is. He comes out he's a total pitch man all the time. You know um, what this is,
1: It's like, yeah, it's like, he's clearly not being like sincere, He's like also, not he's yet. like he's not trying to like too hard to be sincere to the point where like I feel like my intelligence yes. is like insulted. It's like he, I, I get it. He's like a CEO or whatever. He's the president, and he's here to talk about the games. But he also you know believes in it, likes them, and he's making good points. And he's funny sometimes. Yeah, he's funny in yeah, like, he's a, like he's funny in a dad way. Exactly. Like, he's like oh, dad's trying dad's trying to be cool.
0: Right? Yeah, he's giant gaming Nintendo dad. He's like yeah. this huge man. Uh, and he just, yeah, he just seems like, yeah, he's kind of a a warm, fuzzy guy, regardless of his huge size and, and his always CEO voice. Like he he talk, he always speaks like he's on one of those conference call uh, conversations where like the the companies talk about their last financial quarter. He uses that voice to to make sure
1: that we comprehend everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, he's always like pushing his words, like, this is happening.
0: Yes. Yeah. he, He has a very emphatic way of speaking. Um, and I, yeah, so I, I would want I think I'd want Reggie just in general maybe. Hey, remember? On there.
1: Hey, do you want to know what, what ever wonder what the uh, what the uh, what the backside of a of a Avatar shoe looked like?
0: No, what is this? I, what you
1: don't remember okay. that?
0: I don't I don't remember this one. What is this one?
1: Remember when they did the uh, I I wasn't saying exactly. Remember when they're doing the the body mapping to with the connect to. Uh, like your skeleton so you can move around your your avatar. And they guy's get like, I yeah. wonder what the backside of the avatar shoe looked like. This. And he kicked up his shoe and his avatar just completely freaked out. Like, okay.
0: Yeah, I, I remember a lot of failures around the Kinect and that must have been one of them. Yeah, uh, that
1: was not a good conference. I don't know if it was epically bad, uh, but it was a weird one.
0: Yeah, but it, I mean, the Kinect, they, they they stuck to what the Kinect could do well a lot of the times just just dancing for the most part. That's what they showed most of the times. Yeah, uh, a lot of dancing. But, but yeah, it was still pretty, pretty bad. A lot of, yeah, Project Natal. It's back when it was Natal, wasn't it?
1: Oh man, that one was named after the main bad guy from the Street Fighter series.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I think. I, there's I, actually I have
1: a video. Not Street Fighter. I mean, uh, Virtual there. Fighter. Excuse me. Um. No, okay, so s- who's Natal then? Natal's the female hedgehog from Sonic Adventure, maybe. Okay, really so Dural I do
0: know, but yeah, Natal I don't know. Okay, you can go ahead and look that up. I'm gonna so we've been sticking mostly to um, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Real quick, let me see how long this one is. All right, it's it's too long, but let's see if there's anything good here at the beginning. What is this? Konami.
1: Oh, I went to this one. This yeah. is my first E3. Ninety
0: Nine Nights Two. So, okay, mm-hmm. hang on. Let me jump forward a little bit.
1: Yeah, this was a really weird one. This is with the High School Musical game. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and
0: like one million troops.
1: One million. All right,
0: now it's now it's not the, loading. Okay. The big whatever. thing
1: was Metal Gear Solid Rising, and it was called Metal Gear Solid Rising back then.
0: Yeah. Um. Now it's not loading, so whatever. Um. But yeah, it was
1: another weird conference. I don't think Konami's done a press conference since then, right? Or not? Yeah, not I think that was. Then.
0: That was definitely like the one of their last hurrahs. Not Konami.
1: Uh, no, That was Nam. Oh, it was Konami. My bad. Yeah, Konami. Yeah, yeah it's weird to yeah, say Konami. Konami is doing press conferences.
0: Yeah, I mean there was a time where everyone did them, uh, but yeah, that's kind of come come to an end. Um, yeah. So okay, let's uh, let's look at what we have so far. We have, I think, we could probably just get five I on here. Maybe just arrange I think them. We're
1: good.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we have Sony. Number
1: one, <laughs> Sony 2006, please.
0: Yes, I think that's right. Sony, two thousand six. You said right. That's when that mm-hmm. was. Okay, yeah. God, six hundred dollars for that console. That alone, like, was kind of like a, a thing. But then all the like superfluous. Well, that was like the icing on the cake. That was like, yeah. That was, I yeah. Think that was
1: like the last thing they announced. Everyone's, it was, it was like, oh, 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 man, that's good.
0: And then we have Reggie. Reggie.
1: And we have uh, um, Miyamoto Yamato posing like a boss. Posing.
0: Yeah. Um. Robbie Drums,
1: Robbie Drums, and Mr. Caffeine.
0: Mr. Caffeine, there we go. Okay,
1: did
0: it. Yeah. Um. I. Th- I. I kind of want to put. Okay. So Sony two thousand six at the top there. Um. Maybe Mr. Caffeine at number five. So we don't have. Ne- well. Okay. Robbie Drums is also kind of. A, I think a you, you switch well.
1: Miyamoto and Reggie, and you've got the list right there. It's Deal. Easy. Yes.
0: Perfect. Okay. So let me just do that real quick. This is a good list. All right. So number five, Mr. Caffeine, um, Mr. Dick Jokes, then Robbie Drums, uh, just wailing away on invisible drums, uh, Reggie, just in general, but uh, specifically My Body is Ready or kind of any any time he's done the meme stuff, uh, Miyamoto Posing. Uh, and then number one, Sony 2006, Giant Enemy Crabs, Ridge Racer, six hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, everything that year. That was uh, damn, That's a good list. I I, I like this one because it kind of um, it, it is a lot of the stuff that I think of when I think of E three is kind of right there. It's all that. Is stuff. it
1: telling that we only have negative memories of people who are not Nintendo?
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, <laughs> now mean, that okay, I look okay, at well, it. no, okay, but we do have negative of Nintendo Robbie drums. I mean that like that's th- okay. That's
1: fair enough.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, we did talk about Miyamoto flipping out because the, the of didn't even bring up whatever. the vitality sensor. So yeah, I that, mean, that's another good one, but I don't know at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we're going to be at E3 next week. Um, next show will probably happen over the weekend sometime because there's some conferences happening on Saturday, some stuff happening on Sunday and then some stuff happening on Monday In terms of the big media events from Nintendo, Microsoft, EA, uh, every single one of these companies. So I think we're going to do is maybe just kind of come out on Sunday night, do a wrap up show for what's happening on the weekend. We'll do another one on Monday night and then kind of for the rest of the week. We'll see how it goes, see if we have stuff to talk about. Um, Yeah. So join us then. We'll try to keep you guys apprised of what's happening. Thanks for joining us this week Uh, until E3. Have a good one. Yeah. Oh, actually, time. you know what? You should tell, We should tell everyone where to find you us. You can first. find like, me
1: at Tolkoto, at Twitter, T O L K O T O. I also do the EB podcast, Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother. That's at EBpodcast.com. And I'm always writing on GamesBeat, so keep going to GamesBeat.com.
0: I'm also at GamesBeat. I'm on YouTube. Uh, I do some videos, YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, and I'm on Twitter at, oh, this week it's Jeff Minotti. Uh, yeah,
1: I, we're we brothers now. Jokes on you. I hate my brothers.
0: Yay! No, I've always a good wanted song. to be family. No, we're just like you don't get it. We're just like Fast and Furious.
1: No. Oh, me Famiglia. salute, <laughs> salute me familiar.
0: There you go, and, and that, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Family. During my video, I have
1: to pick my nose. Doc has a pick my nose. Doc has a pick my nose.